Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with the Summer Games, because we have to call it that probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, cringe Mode Princess Diaries, 20 years later. Thrilling. Can't right? wait. Can't believe it. And wait, Adam Driver is now a centaur? <laughs> <laughs> You wow, nice news, baby. <laughs> we're back. We're all together again. Uh, let's get into it. Before we get into the show, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Okay, Tea Time is checking in with... The Summer Games coverage. I don't want to get shot down by NBC <laughs> if I say the O word, but yeah, you better not. The, the Olympics. Okay, so Amelia, I hand it to you. Yeah, so as I'm sure everyone knows, iconic gymnast, greatest of all time, Simone Biles. Um, she had to drop out of the team competition final because she got a case of the twisties, which apparently is like, kind of vertigo for gymnasts mm-hmm. and um, she just wasn't landing things and she lost her total like kind of not she didn't lose her vision but like vision of the apparatus and whatnot which so like that sucks and she also cited uh, mental health reasons and I'm sh- I mean like you know she has all the weight of the world on her shoulders yes And, you know, not only that, but she's an older gymnast. She had to postpone her Olympics by a year with the pandemic, which I think was absolutely hard. Not only that, but there's still ongoing stuff involving the whole Olympics uh, gymnast abuse scandal and the FBI and USA Gymnastics. It's just horrible. And like, I can't, I would not even be able to compete. So, um, she did what was best for her and for the team and she dropped out mm-hmm. and it was just really sad. I mean, I just feel bad for her, you know, and I respect her, and I think we all do her decision so much to do what was best for her and for her team. So mm-hmm. she is a true hero. And then not only that, though, unfortunately, she also dropped out of the all around, which was this morning because we're recording on Thursday and I and hopefully she'll be back 
for some individual events. But, you know, again, she did what was best for her and honestly for the team, I think, too. And she is helping to destigmatize mental health for athletes, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but there are some dumb bitches like freaking <sighs> Pierce. What is I don't even remember his name. Morgan. Pierce Morgan. Yeah. Uh. Who's just like, you embarrass your whole entire team. I'm like, shut up. No one cares about you. Like, go away. You're like, not even from the U.S. So stop talking. <laughs> yeah. So like you should be happy. Idiot. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. Well, anyway, so that so, you know, dumb people were angry, but they don't matter. Um, And then they had two gymnasts. One of them filled in Jade Carey and another girl who had qualified Suni Lee. And this morning, which I woke up and then accidentally fell asleep halfway through because it was so (laughs) early in the morning. Suni Lee, she won gold. Yeah. So very excited about that. <laughs> native native to Minnesota, right? Big deal for you. It was huge deal because usually we suck. So it was really exciting. <laughs> no, we're happy no, it's for you. true. Very Thank you. It was, I just am so excited. I mean, it's just incredible. And she is, she stepped up and I would not be able to do what she did. I mean, obviously, but just in general, like to have all that pressure to be like, oh, yes. now we want you to oh win a God. gold. Yeah. Like, yeah. Are you serious? Are you kidding Absolutely. me? Absolutely. No. I feel like you had to cover like the two PSAs on behalf of Tea Time. Now we're going to get into the viral moment. I'm going to hand it back to you. <laughs> okay. And then also there was, I think, when did this occur? Like last Thursday? A couple days maybe? ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Um, There was, as we know, we've been following Katie Ledecky and apparently she, I didn't know this, but she, because I'm not really into like swimming other than when it appears on the Olympics. Um, <laughs> She has like a rivalry with an Australian swimmer named... <laughs> I'm sorry. No, this is her name is Ariana Titmus. That uh-huh. okay? Yes, sorry. I just all right. No, I, no. I, I, yeah, that's a last name, and that's fine. I'm sorry. I will. Not, I have a weird last name too, so I'm not making fun of it. I just yes. Anyway, I, I'm really mature. Um. Anyway, so she ended up getting the gold medal over Katie, and again they've been going back and forth, back and forth, and her coach, this Australian guy. <laughs> Went absolutely crazy when she won. Um, he was like humping like a rail. He was just so excited. This poor, um, I guess, Olympic worker person was like uh, trying to contain him kind of. But she like couldn't. Impossible. It was impossible. He just went wild and he became viral, you know. So good for him. Yeah. I first saw that video and I mm-hmm. didn't know what had happened and I thought he was mad. Like I oh, thought man. that he was like throwing a fit about something oh. and I just the fury like the the fury of his movements. Uh he was like throwing his mask. I was like, "Okay. Uh, it was less. a passion, but I also appreciated it because a lot of the parents are and family members are unfortunately not able to travel with these athletes this year. So he kind of bottled up probably every person <laughs> that knows this woman's feelings about this win right. and channeled it uh, for everyone All to of see, Australia. Right? Yeah. which I appreciated. Yeah. It was iconic. <laughs> yes. Which, yes. You know, so. Um, Also, speaking of viral moments, all over my Twitter this week has been people talking about the song choices uh, Mm. and the soundtrack to these events. You know, there's no crowds. You can hear the music really clearly when they're playing, whether it's between like volleyball points or (laughs) basketball or like archery matches or whatever. Like they're always playing this music and it's so chaotic and so specific and strange. 
I mean, I've been watching a lot of volleyball and they play music between almost every point and it's a different song every time. So I've heard a lot of music. Mm -hmm. First of all, the reason that it's been all over my Twitter is because there's been a lot of K-pop, which I appreciate, but I'm also kind of like, why? Like we're not in Korea, you know? And like, I mean, I know K-pop is very popular in Japan and that's great, but like also some very random kind of like vintage K-pop choices. I'm like, Mm -hmm. who has the aux cord and how do I give you a raise? (laughs) Then they also have been playing uh, some anime soundtracks, which Mm. is fitting for Japan. But specifically, they have been playing uh, the soundtrack to Haikyuu, which is a volleyball anime during the Japanese national team volleyball competitions. And like the anime is about the Japanese volleyball team. So like whoever decided Mm. that inspired. Uh, And then they also just like Pitbull, Avril Lavigne, Journey, (laughs) Bon Jovi, the theme to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like these are just all (laughs) things that I have heard during volleyball matches. And I just need to know everything about whoever has made these choices. What kind of mixes we're playing? What kind of like decisions were made? But you're uh, saying that they play music in between every point. So doesn't that mean they need like 4,000 three-second clips? Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. But it's just the fact that like some of it is so chaotic and strange. And then others, like obviously they've put thought into when, mm-hmm. like playing yeah. the anime track when the Japanese national team scores a point. But then like other right. times they're like, here's Skater Boy. You know, I just, <laughs> I don't, I, Twitter is very confused by it. I'm very confused by it. But I just, sure. I just want to know more. Yeah. I hope you find that out. Have has anybody investigated? Is there any answers? Not on this? that I've seen. Mm. So fingers crossed for <laughs> week two. More time. Someone will find out. <laughs> oh, One funny. thing that's like the opposite of that that I find very serious and so insanely stressful is like the pre-competition like swim environment. Mm. Oh my gosh! First of all, I'm. I'm always surprised at how little time they have once they walk out. They basically like slap yeah. their body for five seconds and then the gu- and then it shoots <laughs> off and then they go. But it's like dead quiet, obviously. I can imagine the effing pressure that these people are under. But one thing that stood out that went viral was this Canadian swimmer, Santo Condorelli. Mm. He has a, uh, a pre-competition routine of flipping off the audience in theory. Mm. It's technically directed towards his dad, which I find kind of hilarious because I guess like way back when, when he was a child competing, he was eight years old. His dad's advice was like, you got to build your confidence and say, you know, basically fuck everybody else that you're racing. Mm-hmm. And every time you're behind the blocks, give me the finger and I'll give it back <laughs> to you. And I just really enjoy imagining these two people just like this back and forth before <laughs> this Olympic swimmer goes. And then it was controversial because everyone was like, why is he flipping off us? The audience, it's not, right. it's to his dad. It's- Tricky. wherever he's watching. <laughs> hmm. um, but I find it like he did not, it's such a serious environment and I kind of yeah. like him breaking that being like, I'm still going to do something kind of yeah. out of the box. Yes. Uh, the pre-swim stuff is always really funny. Like the Michael Phelps meme when he was like in the, the room a couple years ago, like listening with his headphones looking so angry. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was, like, yeah. In the zone. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Always, it's always good content. <laughs> okay. Let's go to this next mini category, which uh, Kate has only filled out. <laughs> So this is our hot Olympian watch. Go I ahead, actually Kate. just have like lightning round, like three questions that I want us to answer. That's then maybe fine. next week, maybe next week we'll like have, we'll just decide sure. who the hottest Olympians sure. are. But right now I just want to consider these things with you guys. First of all, I saw a TikTok that was ranking the hottest Olympic sports. And it made me, made me think a lot about what is the hottest Olympic sport? What do you guys hmm. think? Like just on a general level, like hottest sport. General go. across men, women, what is I think yes. beach volleyball. That's oh, what I was going to say. Totally okay. agree. Yeah. You're already in swimwear. It's yeah. accessible. 
Sure. Uh, the people are very athletic. Also, you have a fun dynamic with the height difference. There's always like one short person and one tall person, mm-hmm. which I always find very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, plus volleyball, you get a lot of hugging between points, like a lot of like sure. physical contact. True. Um, so True. yeah, I agree. The sand, you know, sand gets everywhere. It's kind of like, ooh. <laughs> plus, you know, top top gun. I don't know. I agree. Yeah. I think the uh, the TikTok I watched said rhythmic gymnastics, but I don't know. Hmm. I don't know about that choice. There is a lot of glitter. I think That's swimming true. is also up there, but the smell sure. of chlorine and also and the, being the goggles. Wet. Goggles are, yeah. are not sexy. I understand oh, yeah. in terms of like the <laughs> body. Yeah. And the just the like general abs? what you're wearing. Sure. Right. Yeah. I don't know and about yeah. swimming though. Swimming doesn't do it for me. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm team beach opinion. volleyball. Okay, great. Okay. Who is the hottest country and why is it Italy? Why are the Italian teams it's, always it's so true. hot? Why is it's it always true. them? My first theory is just like haircut culture. Like I feel like the Italians are always very well groomed. You know, the beards are trimmed. The hair is like (laughs) just perfectly parted, whether it's men or women. They always just look very well groomed, which I think is a large part of it. But I just like randomly flipping through channels. The Italians are always really hot. (laughs) They are. I agree. Is there any other country that matches Italy in terms of raw sex Um, appeal? I don't think so. I feel like the Brazilians are pretty hot usually. <laughs> that is true. They're, I was watching their volleyball team the other day and I was like, they're, yeah, yeah, they're pretty yeah. hot. Yeah, but no, but Italians are pretty, pretty hot. I was talking Just, to someone on Twitter about uh, watching like randomly catching an Italian men's volleyball team, <laughs> volleyball game in Rio in 2016 mm-hmm. and suddenly being like, I actually need to follow everyone on Instagram <laughs> immediately. Your, wait, I have a question for you. Is your Twitter thirsty during this Olympics like it was in the last Olympics. Obviously, yes. <laughs> okay. It's like my I'll corner. Have to check that out. Okay, yeah. good. This uh, is your corner, which is why uh, we're giving you the space to yeah. discuss such things. There you go. Um, and then my final question for this round is: Who is the virtue and more of this year's Olympics? Oh, Obviously, wow. the two horny Canadian figure skaters <laughs> who people were convinced were like had a secret love child were like making out on the ice. Right. Um, do we have anyone who is giving us that level of chemistry? This year at the Summer oh, Olympics. Man. I have someone in mind, but it's not, they have not lived up to my viral expectations. You should tell us because you yeah. are so invested in those two <laughs> that I only trust your opinion on this matter. Well, it's also hard because it's like they were a pairing and there aren't a bunch of male-female pairings, I guess. Or just pairings in general. You right. Know? Yeah, really tricky. I would say, and I asked this question before the summer games. I was like, who do we need to keep an eye on? Yeah. Who do we need to be investigating with this level of interest? And a friend told me that it was Kristen Press and Tobin Heath from the U.S. women's oh. soccer team. Mm-hmm. So I immediately looked that up and I actually, my TikTok algorithm knows me so well and had already been feeding me uh, some like, you know, tin hat content about their quote unquote secret relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Twitter and YouTube and all of social media for years apparently have been convinced that these two are like madly in love. Yeah. Um, but again, it just has not caught on in the same way. They have not, mm. I haven't seen sort of the level of social media uh, investment in this sure. relationship that I was hoping for. So well, I, I, just, I also think that it's very much like, you know, it's the Olympics, whatever. It's just very like straight focused where they're like, mm-hmm. okay, male, female. Totally hot together, you know? Right. But like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like there could be maybe a love story between some divers. Also, divers are hot. That is true. You know? Uh, that's a yeah. good, actually, that's a good one for the uh, the hottest sports as well. 
Anyway, for week two, we will be keeping an eye on one, just like the hottest Olympians in general. Two, let me know if there's a country that you find that is hotter than Italy. I will keep an eye out as well. Um, And three, just keep an eye on Chris and Press and Tobin Heath because I just need to know more about their dynamic. Yeah, I feel like this is like on your shoulders to like amplify (laughs) people. Like you should pick people from the crowd, make the audiences thirst after them, make them. I'll do my best. Okay, (laughs) to end out this category, we're going to do some quick general highlights of the Olympics so far. Go ahead, Kate. Guys, if you're not on Olympics TikTok, you are missing out. This uh, is true. First of all, in general, just like <laughs> Olympic social media is great. It's fun. They're having a great time. But uh, the Olympians who are making TikToks from the Olympic Village, there is a dynamic this year of them being just very confused by this whole process <laughs> mm-hmm. and sort of letting you in on this journey with them as they are exploring the village, as they're going through all these like COVID protocols, mm. all these strange additions to their routine that are not normal. So you, all of these Olympians are basically like, here's what we're eating. Like, here's what we're doing. Here's the cardboard bed that we're supposed to be sleeping on, like the all anti-sex right. beds. There's <laughs> cool. been a lot of uh, anti-sex beds content. And like, you know, Tom Daly, after he won his gold medal, was like showing off a pouch that he knitted for it. And they're like, you know, they're thirsting over the other athletes. There's a U.S. rugby player who's been talking about, you know, just like trying to go up to other athletes in the village and like shoot her shot, uh, which (laughs) has not worked out, but it's very relatable. Um, And it's just like a really funny sort of like insight into like their day to day that you just don't get from any other platform. Yeah, so, and the Olympics themselves have a verified TikTok account that they're participating in like current TikTok trends and mm. just making them their own, which I think everyone finds hilarious because as we know in the pod, we don't love when big brands kind of be like, ha ha, yeah. I'm one of you. <laughs> but I find it quite endearing um, and it's really hilarious. So I wholeheartedly agree with you, Kate. Yes. Uh, um, next highlight. Next highlight for me, this uh, really kind of came to a head during a swimming match that Lydia Jacoby won. Uh, they cut to her parents in the crowd and her mom was recording her with an iPad. It's <laughs> not really instead of celebrating, but like as she won, her mom was yes. covering her face with this giant iPad recording the match. And I'm like, <laughs> this is, you see them do, parents do this all the time, not just the Olympics, but especially at the Olympics. And I'm like, yeah. do you understand that y- this event is being broadcast from every single possible angle <laughs> all over the world? Like it's you don't have crazy. to record it. You don't yeah. need, you don't need your fuzzy grainy video from <laughs> like especially in the on an iPad. Yeah, the what iPad are you doing? I'm like, this so is much. your daughter. And like, I, again, I totally get it. It's like such a mom thing to do. <laughs> But I'm like, literally the entire point of this is that anyone in the world can watch it from any angle over and over again in slow motion replay. And like you, like, I know that you want your own recording, but like you just can just live in the moment. Like you don't have to do this, but it's such a parent's thing. Not to mention thinking about the final product, which is going to be like this. And anyone who's ever moved and tried to take a video knows how awful that turns out. Uh, But agreed. It's all about the memories, I suppose. But it it is is hilarious. Very endearing. It's really funny. Uh, Moms are going to be bombs, you know? Yeah. All right, last one. <laughs> um, so for the first time, you know, obviously they are just, well, they started to have skateboarding and surfing at the Olympics. Very exciting. And for the women's street skate, fun fact, 
a woman a woman didn't actually win it was two it was a girl and the silver medalist was also a little girl and i mean i'm not trying to be offensive by saying that they're not women but they're they're 13 year olds insane girls crazy Um, and they're iconic they're amazing i was watching them uh the gold medalist was momiji nishia and she is from japan so she was representing her love it yes and silver medalist was haisa liao from brazil and again they they, i mean they were 13 but they looked maybe like 10 i mean they it was I was astounded. It was amazing. Yeah. For a brief second, I was like, oh, it'd be kind of fun to like watch it like a children's Olympics. And then that just evolved so quickly in my head at like labor law, just like overworking sure. children for sports. So that was a terrible idea. But this was crazy. <laughs> it was, this was really were, cool. And then I think the bronze medalist, Funa Nakayama, also of Japan, she was the old girl and she was 16. So oh my God. yeah, it's past I her mean, prime. It passed her prime, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. It's just, insane. we're so old. I, I know. Kill don't me. Even, okay. Let's move on. Let's keep going. We got not worth the tea this week in social media and our miscellaneous category. It's got a lot of good stuff in here. Uh, Amelia, Indeed. go ahead. You know, so little Nas X came out with his industry baby video and it was like fun. It was him in prison and it was kind of spoofing his whole uh, Nike lawsuit, which is ongoing. It's iconic. I I, I kind of love it. Um, free Lil Nas X. No, um, but he there was a dance scene where he was uh, apparently it was made to look like he was dancing in the nude with some other guys. And everyone had to, or well, all the homophobes had to be like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? Ah, little Nas X, what are you doing? You're, you know, I don't even I don't even want to get into what they said. But anyway, little Nas X, you know, he is I just he I don't know how he does it, but he, he's every, so good at this. He is so good at Twitter. It is actually he, someone needs to award him like a Pulitzer Prize or something. But anyway, <laughs> they were attacking him and he just he's he came back just totally clapped back at all of them and just, you know, just said some truths. And I just love him. I just, I, we, we don't deserve him, but here he is, you know, just, I think I it goes him. back to his like barb roots. Like he just was raised yeah. on Stan Twitter, like <laughs> in the true. Nicki Minaj <laughs> trenches. And I think there's just like no better education than that. Like, I, I think agree. he has already seen it all. Oh, and he good. just like was raised, like speaking the language. So that is really, really good. That's so true. It's He's so been talking about his Twitter account for a really long time on this podcast. He's he just so never consistent. disappoints. Yeah. He's so consistently <laughs> He's, good. Yeah. And I worry a little so bit. Funny. Like I know that, someday like he's gonna say something that like either like people will take offense to or whatever because he just like is too active and like there's no Mm -hmm. uncancelable you don't like quote unquote cancel like celebrity but I just like have such faith in him to like handle like when that day comes like handle it gracefully like you know what I mean like I just I know he just is so good at it it's he's oh god he's so funny yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay uh in other news Paris Hilton was assumed to be pregnant for like five minutes and she's actually not, but she took everyone on a little roller coaster ride, of course, mm. because it was reported on Tuesday that she was pregnant with her first child. Amelia, I know you were, we were so excited. I know you were super <laughs> excited. And then 
she released a podcast on her podcast titled This Is Paris. <laughs> and the podcast title was This Is Dot 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 I'm Pregnant, which is like the worst <laughs> kind of clickbait YouTube headline or whatever podcast title you can do. But anyway, she debunked these rumors. She said she woke up to about 3,000 texts. All five of my iPhones were blowing up. Oh my God. Everyone wishing me congratulations. So happy for me. Yada, yada. Anyway, she is not pregnant. She's waiting to have a family um, after <laughs> she gets married. And yeah, Yes, we will have to wait a little bit longer. I she says that she's going to name okay. her firstborn daughter London. Which is right, pretty, pretty cute. So we'll have to wait for baby London for like a little bit more time. We can wait. It's all right. We'll wait for you, Paris. <laughs> we can't wait. <laughs> yeah. um, this is like kind of not worth the tea, but I did want to discuss it. And I don't want to derail this too much because it's a piece of celebrity news, but it brings you back to an older time on Tea Time. So Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher were in the news this week because they went on Dax Shepard's Armchair Expert podcast and they all started discussing Dax, Monica, his co-host, and then Ash and Amila about their showering and bathing habits. Mm. And they started talking about themselves. They were like, you know, talking about how they don't shower with soap every day. You should not be getting rid of the natural oil on your skin. That's what Dax said. And then Mila and Ash and Kutcher agreed. Yada, yada. And then Monica was the only sane one. And she was like, I can't believe I'm in the minority here of washing my whole body in the shower. Who taught you not to wash? <laughs> Mila Kunis said that she did not have hot water growing up, so she didn't shower much anyway. She has translated this to her children. Unless she sees dirt on her children, she's not bathing them, which is fine. Every parent can do whatever they want. Anyway, so that was the piece sure. of news. Everyone was all up in arms about how they fucking bathe their children, which is nobody's <laughs> business. But it reminded me of when on this very podcast, we started talking about washing our legs in the shower uh -huh. and then I got bullied. And now every day since then, I wash my legs in the shower. So maybe oh. this will spur them to start bathing their children. See, so the, the moral of the story is that bullying works and oh uh, my God. people <laughs> should wash their entire bodies every day. Uh -huh. And I don't know why people are in such a hurry to reveal that they don't. That's my You heard it here first. Bullying works. I love oh. it. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Th those were dark times, but it did it did have an effect on me. So I guess it did work. Time um, effect, lasting change. <laughs> okay, next one. I'm really excited about this one. Uh, I was assigned this piece of news, but actually these next two are related because they both involve Grimes. So apologies <laughs> in advance. Uh, Grimes tweeted this week. Apparently, Lil Uzi Vert owns this planet. Just a heads up. Documentation almost complete for Lil Uzi Vert to legally claim WASP-127B. This is huge. First human to legally own a planet. Uh, you did hear that correctly. Lil, Uzi, Lil Uzi Vert, uh, known for implanting a $24 million <laughs> diamond in his forehead, <laughs> has decided on his next very normal purchase, uh, which is a gas giant exoplanet that is 1.4 times larger than Jupiter. Wow. Uh, so apparently his purchase is nearly complete and would make him the first human to legally own a planet. Uh, but Lil Uzi Vert was kind of pissed that Grimes tweeted it out. He said, oh. I tried to surprise everyone, is what oh. he responded to her on Twitter. <laughs> Still working on it. Um, yeah, that's rude. That listen, I actually, I actually have kind of come around on this because oh. like celebrities should be making insane purchases. You know, it kind of reminds yeah. me of like when... Uh, Rupert Grant from Harry Potter like his first purchase after Harry Potter was like buying an ice cream truck to drive around in do you guys remember <laughs> oh, that I didn't no. know that no and like the other two just like put it in savings and like Emma Watson like went to Brown but like Rupert Grant was like driving around <laughs> an ice cream truck like these are the kind of celebrity purchases that like I actually kind of want I don't know that I I don't know that I appreciate him like owning a planet but sure celebrities right. should be using their insane amount of money on insane things 
And I appreciate this just like from uh, an entertainment perspective. Do your this thing. Is, he has provided so much for us over this last year, but I also am worried about his finance situation. Right. Yeah. I, he, he seems to like really be saving up for this stuff. And like he blew a lot of money on his diamond. Uh, like remember he said he had <gasps> yes. to save up for years for yes, his well, diamond. Yes, I was going to ask. Implant. Did he sell the diamond to buy the planet or is he buying maybe. both? Is he like 100%? I don't know. I mean, maybe those liquid. are just like, I don't know. It seems like you can't have a $24 million diamond and a 1.4 <laughs> times Definitely the size of Jupiter not. exoplanet. But what do I know? I Maybe they're cheap. I mean, there are also, a lot of planets. Is it weird to be surprised that he's the first celebrity to buy a pl- like? How is that possible that Lil Uzi Vert was the first one to think of that and buy yeah. it? You would think like mm. Elon Musk would already own yeah. like half, half the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's like a little bit dystopian and I'm like a little worried about it, but it's fine. Sure. Um, sure. Speaking of dystopian and also Grimes, there's going to be a singing show on Fox mm. uh, this fall called Alter Ego. And it is being judged by Grimes, Alanis Morissette, who looks like a real housewife now for some <laughs> reason. Uh, Will I Am, and then ho- uh, Rosie Diaz, and then hosted by Nick Lachey, our fave. Uh-huh. Um, and it bills itself as the world's first Avatar singing competition series. Uh, <laughs> I making, actually hate life. <laughs> it, it's, making it's, use. Um, Here's the thing. I think it's just ripping off the mass Singer using CGI. Yes. Sure, yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. actually just like, and, and they're not supposed to be guessing what people look like, but it's like right. actual singing contestants. But instead of seeing them, you're seeing whatever Avatar they've created for them. So, so like it is dystopian and bad, but it also I think is like a ripoff of the mass singer. Right. But, and there's also, there's no like D-list celebrity involved. So it's like, right. what, what is the point? So isn't it also kind of a ripoff not to give credit to like the voice, but aren't they turned no, around in sure. the voice and then you're not supposed to look at what they look. And then you turn around and you're like, Oh my God, that's what you look like. It's the same fucking thing, except they're in a costume. Yeah. I don't know. They're not in costumes. It's CGI. It's okay, motion sorry. capture. Sorry. And I don't know if they ever, I mean, I assume at some point we'll see what they look like, but like, I think it's literally going to be like, Oh, I'm rooting for this person who looks like a fairy. Oh. And like, I'm rooting for this person who looks like like it's very I think it's very similar to The Masked Singer but we'll see I'm not gonna watch it also I think it's funny that Amelia just said there's no D-list celebrity involved what list do you think these people are on <laughs> well I mean, <laughs> what, I list mean- is, what list is Grimes and Will I Am and Alana's I mean, on I what mean, grade like would you give them contestants the contestants I'm sorry I should have made oh, okay, it clear the okay contestants. got it got it I was I'm like sorry. I, wow no um <laughs> So yeah, anyway, not oh. great. Also, last piece of Grimes news. I forgot there were actually three. Uh, Jenny from Blackpink and Rosé from Blackpink have been making the rounds in LA. Very important to me personally. Maybe not other people. Um, but they've been hanging out with a lot of celebrities, including Dua Lipa, lots of other people. But Jenny posted pictures with Grimes at SpaceX headquarters <laughs> in front of these fucking rockets. And I was like, actually, no. Like, this is where I draw the line. You can hang out with whoever else you want, but... Don't go to SpaceX. It was like the same week that fucking Bezos went to space. I was like, mm. no, actually, no, <laughs> yeah. we don't need to do this. Also, Grimes is just like really sticking her fingers into the K-pop world. She has ties mm. to like three different groups now. And I just Weird. don't do it. Grimes, we don't need you in our business. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, get a job. <laughs> stay away from them, etc. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one, Amelia. Uh, another person who needs to, well, he has jobs, but he needs to stay far, far away from J-Lo and Ben Affleck on their yacht. But apparently he is... I don't want to say stalking, but it seems like he is stalking them. A-Rod is once again in the news for apparently being also in the south of France on a yacht close by Benefer. And I guess this time he is partying it up with someone named Melanie Collins. And 
Jesse James Decker and Eric De- who I don't know these oh, people. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean yeah, yeah. I've heard of Jesse James Decker cuz like she's kind of big. She's like an influencer slash was a yeah. singer. Yeah. And I guess he was her husband Eric is um or was a football player and mm-hmm. this Melanie Collins person is a newscaster. But it's just like who what a downgrade. I'm so, not to, you know, say that hanging out with different people are downgrades and stuff, but like, mm, that's what we're saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's when you break up, the rules are pretty much universal and what you, how you act are pretty much universal. Even if on like our scale, the equivalent is like showing up to the same bar that, you know, they'll be at with like your new friend and new person you're seeing (laughs) just to like make your ex jealous who does not really think about you. It's the same thing, but just with like a hundred million more dollars on yachts, you know, A-Rod is just like everyone else. It's so, it's so true. And, also, it's just like, but if you were going to be on a yacht, wouldn't you like anyone but freaking the Deckers and Melanie Collins? Like, you would think he could oh do that. Oh my better. God. Yeah. Also, Definitely. Yeah. This yacht trip of Benefers has could not be more in the news. And right. it's like, mm. you could have chose anywhere else in the open seas. You should probably let them have their moment. <laughs> right. You know? It's like embarrassing. And it's just like, of course, people are going to assume things and they're going to be like, well, you're just trying to stalk her now and this is weird she is so much happier without you you should have never cheated on her bye i hate you true i have one last minute entry and it's basically for me and kaya but um you guys chriselle is dating fucking jason oppenheim which is her boss on Selling Sunset. And it like was this huge reveal on Instagram. It was absolutely shocking. She, speaking of JLo, Instagrammed a whole carousel photo of them and the whole Selling Sunset cast, aka this like office, you know, on a trip, I think to Italy. And she captioned it, the JLo effect. And it was all these different photos of them on this trip. And the last two photos were her revealing that she's dating him. (laughs) Which is shocking. This is crazy. And this is not my my ideal forum because I know you guys don't really care about this, but this is shocking for those who care. I'll just say you that. should you should ask your unanswerable question now because it fits right into this. You think I should? Yeah, just work. Just okay. skip it early. Okay, you guys, here's my unanswerable question. So JLo iconically Instagrammed four uh, days ago. Uh, 52 dot 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 what uh, it do dot 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 heart. Oh God. It's a carousel photo on Instagram. She's got a lot of very hot <gasps> bikini photos. Lots and of the thirst very traps. last pick is her passionately kissing Ben Affleck. Woo! This is like their Instagram debut. Cool. This is them confirming it. Middle fingers up to everyone. It's amazing. On a much ah. lower scale, Chriselle did the same thing as we just discussed and had the last two photos revealing this relationship with her boss and also she knew it was going to make huge waves. When is the ideal time to drop an absolute bomb in your Instagram? Is it the first one to get that engagement and get the people wow. shocked to get them scrolling through? Because you run the risk, not for JLo, but maybe for Chriselle, that not everyone's <laughs> going to go through all those photos for you. And especially us as normal people, we gotta we gotta scale when people when is the right time to like reveal something like this? What is your guys' uh, opinion? I think for celebrities it's the last picture because you can count on the headlines sending sure. people there anyway. Yeah. And so like you true. can get away with not having it as the first picture on the grid. Whereas mm. normal people, like I you get three swipes from me, Max. You know, <laughs> <Right>. like <laughs> If it was like, no offense, if any of you were posting pictures with your boyfriend and like the first four pictures were you in a bikini, honestly, like maybe I would keep swiping. But I say maybe, just, <laughs> maybe I would actually. Not any of you. Let's say someone else. Sure, a random sure. person that I went to high school with posts yeah. those pictures that JLo posts. Doesn't look like JLo. 
I'm not giving them, I'm not swiping through all the way through to their boyfriend. And like, I will sure. never see that post again. And I will never know right. about you and your new boyfriend. That's true. So I think for celebrities, last picture for everyone yeah. else, first picture, like you got to get it on the grid, you know? <laughs> That's right. true. That's Lilia, true. Do you agree? I totally agree. And I think also saving it for the last one, that's like, what a flex by JLo. Like, oh my God. Go off. So good. And for Chriselle, let's get oh, and, for, sorry, and for Chriselle. <laughs> Wait, also, so I briefly looked into this because I know I, I need to watch that show because I, I know you guys love it. Um, you and Kaya. Uh, but also, I thought at first that she was dating The Rock because I he looked kind of like The Rock. <laughs> He's bald. That's, that's he's about bald. it. Very yeah, I do yeah, agree. No, I do agree. He's he like very buff I mean, and tan. Yeah, I mean, not as buff as The Rock, but it's. I was like, whoa, she's dating The Rock. No, um, but apparently, I read that he had said earlier, like on an episode of Selling Sunset or something. He's like, I just really don't like it when people who work together date each other. So he was like very against dating well, that's a fat lie because he previously dated another oh. person they work with Mary they adopted two dogs and like moved in together for a brief yeah. period of time okay which is also weird because Chriselle and Mary are friends I could talk about this for a long Ooh. time but we shall move on wait so do you like them together or no no oh okay, okay I totally okay. know she's on the up and up she sees her reality TV stardom in front of her sure. post-divorce post her relationship with Dancing with the Stars I think when she went on that show oh, um, right. so she knows what she's doing Tail. you know she's Make it or moves. I kind of get it. But do I think this actually makes sense? No. But I like it for mm. the entertainment value and what this nice. means for season four and five. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team 
at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Okay, let's move into cringe mode. The Princess Diaries. Can't believe we haven't done this one yet. It's 20th anniversary. Wow. Cannot believe it. Um, Yeah. I feel like it's a pretty iconic movie, but Kate, do you want to cover the plot just to be safe? I'll just really briefly. I imagine yeah. everyone has seen it. Uh, Mia Thermopolis is a 15-year-old in San Francisco. She is just like kind of nerdy, kind of goofy, doesn't have good social skills. Um, and she finds out that she is secretly a princess of Genovia when her grandmother, yes. Julie Andrews, uh, comes to San Francisco for some reason uh, and makes contact with her and wants her to take over the crown. Basically, the whole movie is her like, learning she's a princess, other people mm-hmm. learning she's a princess, her getting a makeover, learning how to be a princess, deciding that she wants to do this. You know, her friends aren't into it. Her mom is like iffy about it. She doesn't really get along with her grandmother at first. Then they, you know, make up the end. She decides to be a princess. She's great. End of movie. Great. <laughs> yes. All right. Perfect. Let's do some highlights. I feel like every cringe mode we have done for the last year plus has been leading up to this movie almost because this is, dare I say, the most iconic makeover montage scene. Incredible. Um, I There's so many memorable things about this movie that I think, Amelia, you'll be talking about later, but the makeover scene is fucking awesome. Paolo mm. comes in with Gretchen and mm. Helga turning Anne Hathaway slash Mia from just a normal teen into a princess. Yes. Uh, she gets the real treatment. Basically, she like gets a keratin treatment and like thins out her eyebrows, <laughs> but she looks beautiful. And the reveal of the two photos, they pull it away. It's like Anne Hathaway being all stunning and, and elegant and graceful. It's just, oh, so good. Yeah. Really incredible. And like, not only that, but the princess, like how to's where she's like, you know, strapped to the chair for her posture and she's walking with the book on her head. And like she and like the attendant are like making fun of her grandma and like the dancing lessons, like all of the princess, like how to uh, lessons are just, I mean, that's, that's what you want. And and every chick flick ever. I agree. Definitely. Two other quick things. This was an all-time cool apartment that Mia and her mom Mm. live in. It's a refurbished firehouse. It has like two different staircases. She lives in the attic portion or the highest level of this house. And she gets down to the kitchen and to the main area by like spinning down like a pole, you know, in a firehouse. Um, They have an art studio in this apartment. Everything is like very chaotic and and cluttered, but in this like lovely, safe way. And it's just, everything is purple and teal and colors. And it's just, it's just this lovely environment that I actually feel is like so nice for this mother and daughter that have lived their whole lives together. It's really nice. Very the San Francisco vibes too. Like it's just so cool. Makes you want to move there. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Also makes you want to have Mia's mom as my mom. She is super fucking cool. She rock climbs with Mia. She paints with Mia. She like throws darts at these balloons and that's like her art installation. (laughs) She's a very active woman, caring, but tough love. She's like a perfect mom character Mm -hmm. in this movie. We like don't really see her in anything beyond this movie, I don't think, but um, she's great. She yep. is. Scene what stealer. a cool mom. This movie has some iconic dialogue, which I think partially <laughs> is thanks to Meg Cabot's books, which were, are just really funny and smart. Yes. Uh, and are all written from like Mia's point of view, kind of in like these sort of diary entries. It's been a long time since I've read them, but I just remember them being really funny. Yeah, um, And this movie just has a lot of that just really funny dialogue. One scene that I just thought was hilarious is uh they're like fighting in the apartment she's fighting with her grandma and she climbs up into her like her little attic room 
uh, and is like, I'm late for a meeting with my guidance counselor. And Julie Andrews is like, I'm late for a meeting with Spain and Portugal. <laughs> Love it. I was like, uh, but yeah, just, I mean, Julie Andrews versus Anne Hathaway too. Like uh. just every showdown is so great. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I even love like the subtle dialogue when she's like walking on the grass and then it goes off in all the different languages. They're like, stay <laughs> off the grass. Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, oh, hilarious. So love yeah. that. Very comedic movie. Yes. Um, also, the queen. Listen, this is an underrated part of this movie is the storyline between Julie Andrews and Hector Elizondo, who is mm. like her longtime mm. like security guard, attendant, mm. driver, just like her most trusted friend. <laughs> They're, uh, listen, they have sexual tension off the charts. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Uh, if you it's don't true. ship it, and they, we get a little more of this in the second <laughs> movie as well, which I believe we're mm-hmm. going to do next week. But mm-hmm. I did not remember their dancing scene from this movie. But like after he's giving dancing lessons, uh, to Mia, she steps in and he's like, mm-hmm. you've been wearing black for too long. <laughs> and she like oh very slowly like takes his hand and they like do this little oh. dance. And I'm like, oh, you do deserve love, Julie Andrews. <laughs> like, you carry a burden of a country on your shoulders. Oh my um, God. So I just was really invested uh, in that. And I think he's underrated. I'm going to talk more about him later. Yeah. Um, and then also the foot pop. I had forgotten the foot Ooh. pop. This is such an important part of this movie is like Mia and her little, you know, your little 15 year old brain like focuses on such like stupid specific things. And her thing that she is like hyper fixated on is getting her first kiss and getting that foot pop, which like she has seen in movies and like whenever mm-hmm. it's a great first kiss and it's mm-hmm. true love, the protagonist or the girl always like pops her foot up. And so throughout the movie, she just wants that foot pop. And like in the final kiss at the end, uh, she gets her little foot pop. So I just totally forgot about that. Oh, but it's so, it's so cute. That is it's cute. so good. That is really cute. I just want to say this is just this is just an all time delightful film. You it's know? so good. From just the premise is really fun and the script like we talked about and the acting is great. And honestly, I love the soundtrack. Like yes, give me a Disney early 2000s soundtrack and okay. I will give you We're a, happy. a fan. Me. That's all We're we happy. need really for a good cringe mode. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, moving to some lowlights. I just want to say, I think we might agree. Amelia, don't know your thoughts yet though. Only know Kate's. Lily, her best friend, kind of sucks in this movie in big ways. Especially, I find it funny when we watch these as adults. And I'm like, wow, that was a toxic friendship. (laughs) Not that this really was. I think she more is just sucky as a person. (laughs) Mia gets a makeover, comes into the car. And Lily's like, who destroyed you? I'm like, bitch, she looks great. (laughs) Mia is talking about how her dad died and how she's still kind of torn up. Lily goes, I thought you were getting over that. It's been like two months. (laughs) Lily. That is trauma. A man has Please died. Please be respectful and patient. Oh, yeah. yeah. She shits on her nice bag when she like, you know, starts getting again the royal treatment. And then there's this moment that she has this makeover. She reveals her hair, her nice, shiny, straight keratin treatment hair. And her whole class is complimenting her. I thought that was the vibe. I was like, oh my God, Mia. Wow, Mia. And then Lily interjects and goes, well, I think it rocks. And I'm like, let everybody compliment her. She can be the star for a little tiny second. Um, But she thought that was like protecting her. Anyway, she's very jealous. I think it's because her cable show reaches 12 people, they said. So (laughs) it's fine. But she just has a character who's like, meh. You know, yeah, she also has just this like really annoying, uh, which doesn't (laughs) help. Um, and I think she has a lot of insecurities that she's working through, which, like, you know, it's tough. I think it would be hard, it would be hard to be best friends with like a stunningly beautiful 15 year old Anne Hathaway, sure. Um, who I think was like 17 when she uh filmed this, but 
Yeah, tough. Lily is really tough to take. Uh, yeah. I, she's probably really annoying in the book, too. I don't remember, but at least that's, I don't know, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta say I'm anti-Michael, too. Lily's brother <laughs> Lily's brother is the main, uh, you know, like, romance of this movie. She, yeah. uh, Mia, like, watches his band and, like, he just looks like a beetle. Like, he yeah. literally but Like, looks, kind of in a good way, but okay. I mean, it's iffy. <laughs> uh, but he just, like, has no personality. He's supposed to be kind of, like, the nice guy next door that, like, she realizes she's in love with. Over time, mm-hmm. she has her first kiss with him. He just, like, is not attractive to me, which would be Aww. fine if he had a personality, but he doesn't. Um <laughs> And I just think he's a really tough love interest. He also shows up again in the next movie, which I'm like, get out of here. Like, Chris Pine is here now. I was wondering about that. Um, We'll talk about that next week. But he, like, also, like, slicks his hair back at the end of the movie, and he looks so bad. And I just (laughs) can't deal with it. And I think I would have liked this movie so much more as a teen if I was at all remotely attracted to Michael, but I'm just not. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. Sorry to make it personal. That's very tough. I'm going to make it more personal. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because my main low light for this movie uh, is that I am on the Zoom call. I'm looking at myself and I literally look exactly like the before picture in the makeover montage of this movie. And I just know that I can trace literally like 20 years of glasses, curly hair, thick eyebrows, insecurity, like back to this movie. And it's really tough. This is probably why I straightened my hair for the last 20 years and Kate, plucked my eyebrows. Your Instagram comments beg to differ. If you <laughs> oh, want to see seriously. real Thirsting, go listen, to Kate's I, Instagram truly, comments and yeah. see the people stop, throw themselves stop. at you. Listen, it's Most taken, time it's about taken your hair. many years. Seriously. It's taken many years to get over it. I uh, want to hear it. But yes, I appreciate that. I'm just saying that I think just the makeover montage in this movie, no, she looks mean. incredible. But, yes. You know, especially after. Uh, but they just... There's just like something about those before pictures where I'm like, wow, this is has yeah. taken me many years to uh, right. make my peace with. Well, um, it, just, it just plays into every like stereotype of like, right. oh, glasses exactly. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yes. And mm-hmm. also like I do believe like a good blowout like can change your life. You know, like you walk out of the salon, you've got like this straight, shiny, bouncy hair. Like I do believe in the power of a good blowout. So like, you know, maybe it's it's true. We'll see. Yeah. I'm still working through it. But that's my main low is that I've I've had to overcome yeah, uh, all of those insecurities yeah. because of this movie. Mm-hmm. Amelia, what's your main low light? I am going to talk about, there's a scene when she's on this date with Josh, who I'll talk about later. Um, and he's the guy of her dreams and they go to like a beach and there's like, it's like this weird like trip back into like 1965. Or it's like very, st- I don't, it's like, yeah. do, we, do, do they do that anymore? They go to uh, a beach and there's like a <laughs> band playing and it's like, okay, cool. I'm sure. Um, but anyway, they start like kissing and then she, or no, she's changing in like a little uh, like side tent and they throw up the tent and the paparazzi are outside and they're just snapping pictures as she's freaking changing. Like she's getting naked and she's changing out of her swimsuit. And she's 15. And she's 15. And I legit, I kid you not. I remember like crying in the theater watching this because I was it made me so anxious and I just felt for her so much like that what an invasion of privacy okay it was so I just hated that scene and I just to this day I I hate that scene 
Plus, the people really at the hands of this were like, you know, the quote unquote mean girls, Mandy Moore's character and her two sidekicks. And I ask, like, is this almost like irredeemable even for like, you know, the mean girls? They were essentially setting Anne Hathaway up to be like photographed nude, right? She was changing out of a bathing suit. And it almost at the time, like, haha, those are the mean girls. What that's like, you know, what they do. But Mm -hmm. watching it back, I was like, what the fuck? I, I. now they would be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but I mean, like Lana, Dana, and Montana get <laughs> prosecuted to the fullest. Uh, yes, I agree. That was a bit too far, it's even too for far. a yeah, funny, fun movie. It is. Okay, what is age the best and the worst? Go ahead, Amelia. Yes, well, speaking of Lana, um, uh, Mandy Moore. My girl yeah. Mandy, I've loved her forever. This was like the beginning of her acting career. She's gone on to other roles. She is in the hit TV show that I don't even watch, but you know, I respect. What's it called? It's called um This, this is, is us. us. This is us. Thank you. I'm sorry. Uh and yeah, she's just, you know, I just love her. I think she's great. She's like a double threat. I don't know if she can dance, so I won't say triple, but double threat. <laughs> yeah. We'll give her the benefit of the doubt on the dancing. Okay, yeah. On the flip side, career-wise, I know you want to call out one specific actor. One specific actor, Eric Von Detten, who played the hot guy, Josh. I (laughs) loved him. He was a huge Disney Channel guy back in the day. He was really attractive. And then his career kind of took a nosedive, I think kind of by choice, because it looks like According to his Wikipedia page, he has worked for Roslyn Capital as of 2018 as a precious metals or which is a precious metals asset management firm. And he is now a sales manager. Wow. So oh, good for I him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think he just, you know, didn't want to career change. Acting. Yeah. yeah he exactly. knew that he peaked, you know. Yeah, More there actors should do that too. and be like, There's, I'll never be in a better movie than The Princess Diaries. It's and true. It true. is true. You just got out of there. <laughs> it is true. Um, last ones, Kate. I got to say, I don't know if this fits in what age the best or the worst, but the concept of outdoor <laughs> lockers, watching this like mm. as a child in Indiana, this was the first movie I ever <sighs> saw that had outdoor lockers. And I was like, how is that possible? Like, That's where funny. do people live where they can just have lockers outdoors? That like, really what funny. happens when it snows? And I never saw these in person until I visited a friend in San Francisco like two years ago. And we went by a high school that had outdoor lockers. And I was like, oh, my God, The Princess Diaries was real. Outdoor lockers actually exist in this world. Uh, crazy. Liz, did you that's, have outdoor lockers in L.A.? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's that's Every time was outdoors. Wow. What do you but do like when also it rains? show us the quads or the lunch table. Like everything was half outside. You had to walk oh outside to get to, I feel like we've talked. Yeah. It's all outside. It was in California. That is so Which crazy. Like, I mean, we work on a studio a lot. And like now I know that that's how yeah. we do it for work too. But like, it just, as a, again, like as a child in Indiana, I was like, that's insane. Like that that's is really the coolest funny. thing I've ever seen. And it doesn't seem real. <laughs> and then I also, this age is the worst for me. And we may see this this week. Where are the reunions and the nostalgic core oh content for this movie? It's the 20 year anniversary of an incredibly popular movie with huge stars. Mm-hmm. And like, I want to see Anne Hathaway on a Zoom call with Julie Andrews. Like, where is yeah. our content so far? Is it yeah, just because so Julie true. Andrews like doesn't want to do it and there's no one else? I don't, I don't you think know? so. I don't think so. And now's the time to do it. She's getting up there in age. I know. I just need, I need to know like all the behind the scenes content. I need to see like the fun. I don't care yes. if it's like dumb. You know, I'm not usually into yeah. the reunion stuff, but like for this, yeah, I no, want it. I, yeah, totally. So I'm Agreed. hoping we get that this week. 
Yeah. Um, quickly, the MVP. I have a case for the PE teacher, which is obviously yeah. not the real MVP of the movie. I just want to give her a shout out. She's comforting Mia. As she cannot say catch a ball. She cannot hit a ball. <laughs> Mia hits her in the head with a softball. She doesn't care. She's still comforting. <laughs> she is the one who drags her out of the paparazzi frenzy when the changing tent falls over. And oh. she's like in a towel. She helps her then. Why is she um, there? Sorry. Why is know. the PE teacher at the pool party? It's school beach. function, perhaps. You know, <laughs> okay. PE teacher. Sure. You know. The teachers are everywhere. The fucking principals at the softball practice. So I don't know what's happening. Um, Anyway, she doesn't end up failing her, even though Mia can't do shit in sports. And I just wanted to give her a quick shout out to the PE teacher. Um, Kate, who's your MVP? Uh, My MVP is Julie Andrews. She is my queen. She's literally the queen in this movie. Uh, (laughs) She can do no wrong. Uh, I will love her forever. She's incredible. All right. She's great. Amelia? I'm going to say what a great breakout role for Anne Hathaway. You know? Absolutely. She's hilarious in this. She's great in this. I just, yeah. Awesome. Lover. Lightning round. We got two quick things. Is this Anne Hathaway's best role, yay or nay, Kate? This ties into what Amelia was just saying. She's so funny and charming in this movie, but she's also 17 and it's like her first big movie role. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say her most iconic roles. I'm going to say, yes, Princess Diaries, but also like she was just sort of getting into Mm -hmm. the full extent of her power. As yes. an actress. So in my in terms of my favorite Anne Hathaway movie roles, I would say Princess Diaries, then Ella Enchanted, incredibly oh, yeah. underrated. I, I love, love that, that movie. movie. Uh then Devil Wears Prada. And also like I haven't seen like her Oscar-y roles or whatever. So her if, depressing you're gonna, Oscar-y if you're roles. gonna talk to me about like Rachel getting married, like I have no input oh. on that. But uh those are her three most iconic roles, in my opinion. Amelia, thoughts? I yes, I lo- I freaking love her in this movie. I love this movie, so this is her best role. I'm going to give it to Devil Wears Prada, but only because she's like a powerful bitch in that. That's fair. Um, Best secondary character. I'm giving it to Sandra O because (laughs) she plays the school principal and the line when the queen comes and she picks up the line. Yes! Mm -hmm. The queen is coming to Grove High School. So fucking good. I did not know that was from this movie and it was all over TikTok recently where people were like picking up their cat being like the queen is coming. I had no idea. And then when she said it, I was like, oh my God. I love her. (laughs) The delivery is so good. So good. So funny. Uh, Kate, best secondary character? My favorite secondary character, like I said before, is Joseph, uh, mm-hmm. my guy, Hector Elizondo. He's just yes. so warm and comforting. Yeah. And like, yeah. He's just that character that she needs as like a bridge between Mia and her grandma. He like helps both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just a great guy. I so love good. when he comes to save her at the end when she's crying and he's like pulls up in the limo. He's great. He's just the best. <laughs> iconic. It's iconic. <laughs> Amelia, your pick? Um, the hairdresser. His little brief cameo has always made me laugh out loud. So he's so he's funny. Good. Did a you lot know? with the time he had. He yeah. really did. He really did. Made the most of it. Okay, we're moving on. We got two unanswerable questions um, because I already did mine earlier in this episode. Amelia, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so recently, uh, it I think it trended on Twitter. Uh, so- Someone took a picture of Kanye's uh, Donda listening party, um, which occurred on July 22nd. And they had like a list of everything you could buy to eat. And one of the things on this list, which was like very expensive, everything on here was very expensive, but you could get an all beef kosher hot dog for $40. (laughs) Unreal. Are you paying $40 for a hot dog at Kanye's Donda release party? I, uh, uh, no. No? Okay. I, I might do it just for the content, but oh, yeah. Crispy chicken tenders for 50 <laughs> Maybe, but not oh, for a okay. fucking hot dog. Right, right. Awful. Absolutely insane. <laughs> Never. Um, uh, Kate, what's your question? 
my unanswerable question is what is happening in the Adam Driver horse perfume ad and why? Jeez, jeez. Uh, if you have been on Twitter in the past Ooh. couple days, you have probably seen Adam Driver's new Burberry ad. Uh, he is shirtless. He's running on the beach. He's next to a horse. The horse and Adam dive into the water. They're swimming powerfully next to each other. Uh, and it, that just happens for a while. And then the Ooh. last shot is of a centaur I think it actually is Adam Driver standing in front of the horse that the okay. silhouette looks Damn like it. a centaur but like it, it very clearly is a centaur like he turns into a centaur it's like weirdly sexual <laughs> um and I just like have a lot of questions about like what is happening I also here's the thing about perfume ads first of all like Adam Driver I think is attractive like has mm-hmm. a certain sort of rugged appeal mm-hmm. um I know that he hates everything about this. I well, first of all, I want to know how much money he made because yeah. it must have been a lot. He's Lots. just like not the type to do this. Second of all, he doesn't have the voice for a perfume ad. Like you need oh. someone with an accent or someone who like Robert Pattinson had that great perfume ad where he had his accent. And he was like talking. Whereas this one at the end, Adam Driver's like Burberry hero. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, no. Um, Wait, so, do that again. Do that again, please. Do it again. Like he just he's oh. like a new, a new perfume for men, and I'm like I that's not the I voice. You so good at that's that. Not the voice. Wait, oh he doesn't have the voice that? for it. Whoa. Um, Whoa. So <laughs> I just I have a lot of questions oh, about God. why this happened, uh, but I guess good for him for Kate, getting that his was money. So good. That was <laughs> thank you. I mean. We could give you an Oscar for that. That was amazing. It's not what you want. It's not. <laughs> I feel um, like we end there. I don't, unless you want so, to keep talking about it. That was like the fucking person. Just sign off. Just call oh it. Oh my God. Ending on a high note. <laughs> All right. That's it for us. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kaya, our producer. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.